Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Call it bubbly, call it quirky, call it weird, call it crazy, call it strange, call it loud. I don't care. I'm not changing my personality. This is it. It is what it is. It's my moneymaker. The best part is you do this voluntarily. I mean, I have to. Somehow I have to get through 20 hours per week. I can't keep my personality hidden under a bushel all that time. Beware. That is the only warning you're going to get. I'm just the same as ours. Now don't you This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. If you are waking up on your Thursday morning, wow, it's already Thursday. I hope that you enjoyed your Valentine's Day. I know it's may sound hollow to say as we spent the first two hours talking about the shooting at the Chiefs championship parade. Details are still spotty. We don't know a lot. We're not sure if it's just one woman who has passed away. There is a confirmed fatality, but the there are conflicting reports about whether or not she is the one police are referring to when they say that one person died at the shooting. Uh, She was a gunshot victim. She passed away at the hospital. Uh, Her name is Lisa, and she was a DJ for a local radio station as well as a host um, and a mama. So a a woman I can certainly identify with and relate to, uh, but we don't know if she's the one that police are saying is the confirmed fatality from the shooting. And there are more than 20 people who are injured. Nearly half of them are children. Some of them were actually shot uh, as young as six years old. Uh, Others were hurt in the chaos as people were trying to get away and run in every different direction. Uh, We've heard from the police chief and the fire chief, as well as the mayor. And actually Quentin Lewis went on to talk about now being part of this phenomenon, this situation uh, that unfolds in various cities around the country with these mass shootings. And he can say now we're part of the statistics and we've been in one ourselves. Today was tragic for everyone who was part of it. I had the chance to talk to my wife just a moment ago who said we became part of a statistic of too many Americans. 
those who have experienced or been part of or connected to a mass shooting. That is something that I hope we all recognize is highly problematic for all of us. I continue to commend our police officers, our firefighters, and others who were there to respond instantly. But we also need to figure out a way to make sure that things like this stop happening in our country. Yeah, that would be great, right, if we could snap our fingers and figure it out. Uh, Unfortunately, human beings, there are some who are evil, and there are some who lose their tempers, and there are some who don't abide by the law. Uh, And we know that sports is a microcosm of society, right, which means as much as we want to feel insulated with our sports, as much as many of you told me on our last show, why you love sports, it's an escape. It's a distraction. It's fun in the midst of a world that oftentimes can be full of pain and tragedy and anger and frustration and confusion. So sports is our getaway. Sports is our opportunity to release and and find some relief and to get away from all of that. Um, And yet, because humans are still humans, uh, these two walks of life will intersect and inevitably like the Michigan State campus shooting that goes back now a year where it was a completely different role for Tom Izzo, uh, the head basketball coach who's made his life and his career uh, with students and, and coaching students and is synonymous with Michigan State. He played a different role, and his role was to comfort, and his role was to inspire, and his role was to lead in the wake of a shooting that killed three students on their campus. So, yes, these two parts of our lives that we wish would remain parallel and never meet do often run into one another and intersect. And I know many of us have our own stories. Many of us, it helps to share our perspectives. So we're making our phone lines available to you, 855-212-4227, also on Twitter, ALAW Radio, and then on our Facebook page as well, after hours with Amy Lawrence. Uh, If we have any more news in the second half of the show, we will pass it along. We'll probably take a little bit of a break at the bottom of the hour and go over some of the other news in the world of sports, which seems so inconsequential. But again, this is what people tune in for a lot of the time. And I struggle with these shows. For those of you who've listened to me for a long period of time, you know this is really challenging for me as, forget as a radio host, Because the journalist in me kicks in and I can do the job. But as a woman who has a a giant heart that gets so affected by these things and and really struggle with the idea of talking about sports when sports don't matter. I've written blog posts about this. I've talked about this um, in various public speaking engagements. There are times when sports just don't freaking matter. And yet I know that many of you, that's why you listen, is because you want to get away from the heaviness and the tragedy and the pain of real life. And and two of my, and I use my air quotations when I say real life, because this certainly is real life, two of my own experiences that really drove that point home and maybe underscored why so many of you tune in. Now, there is a healing component to be able to to being able to talk about it with other people and to know that you're in essentially um, a group of people who are feeling the same thing, right? To know that you're not alone. There is some healing in that. You feel frustration, anger, sadness, 
helplessness, all of those things we can feel as people. And it helps to know, even by listening to the radio, that we're not feeling those things in a vacuum on our own. But I remember it was after the, and I don't remember what year, I'd have to go back and Google it, but it was after there had been a shooting in Dallas and there were multiple police officers who were shot uh, so it was a it was essentially an attack on police officers and there were multiple police officers that were shot and i believe at least one uh, there were more than one that had passed away um and and i was on i was on the air that night and i remember people saying to me that that they were looking for the radio show to be an escape. And again, I certainly understand that, right? So it was 2016. Thank you, Colton looked it up really quickly. And it was uh, five officers that passed away. And I remember that we had an actual police officer from Dallas who called us that night uh, to share his perspective and the sobering thought of having been so close to that and losing people that he knew. Um, And I've heard from other officers who lost people friends, lost colleagues. Um, and it's, it's, again, it's challenging because I don't want to ignore it, but I also know that, that oftentimes when you tune in, you're trying to get away from it. So I remember the next day, I think that was a Thursday night. And I remember on that Friday, I'd had a press pass to go to a Mets game and I really did not feel like going, but I just wasn't up for it. But I made myself go because I had made a commitment and I was covering the game. And not only did I walk by, I don't know, a dozen different police officers and force myself to open my mouth and just say thank you, as awkward as I feel sometimes doing that, um, I could tell that they really appreciated it in the wake of what had happened in Dallas. But also I remember getting into the press box and watching a game. And at the beginning, just feeling numb. I was going through the motions. I wasn't really paying attention to what was happening. But at some point, the roar of the crowd and just the, the I don't know, the crack of the bat and those familiar noises at an event and watching the skill of these athletes and a, and a game and, and feeling something different, which was, I'm really glad I came. There's some joy here. There's a, There's a break here. There's a reminder that I can still smile. And I can still feel something other than just this pain and this numbness. So that was one way that I really felt like I identify with many of you who say that sports are your escape or that the radio show is your escape and me not really understanding it as well before that day in 2016. But then when my Grammy Helen passed away in 21, 21, 22, 22, uh, when my Grammy Helen passed away um, and, and I really didn't know what to do with myself being in this radio studio and doing my job and talking about sports, weirdly enough, I was able to laugh and I was able to get myself in a space where I could appreciate sports and everything that we love about sports. So I do understand that a little bit more. At the same time, I know there's value in talking, there's value in discussing, and also I think there's value in passing along the news and what we know and what we still don't know. I mean, at this point, there are a lot of details that we do not have, so we'll pass them along as we get them. And I know many of you do want to share uh, your perspective or to speak up, too. So 855-212-4227 
It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, let's see if we can run through as many of these as possible. Jeff is listening in San Francisco. Jeff, welcome to the show. Hi, Amy. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, what has hit me, and I've been really sad today, is my, my thought is how do we help people heal? And one of the ways I think we heal is we can't have people be afraid. And what I'm leaning to is I think, and it maybe sounds crazy, there needs to be another parade led by the Chiefs, Aww. 900 cops there. And people bring their kids out and say, these are our streets, and we are not cowering from violence. And show the community that this is what we stand for. And I think it should be led by the Chiefs, Mahomes and others in this parade, walking with their community to say, this is our town. This is our town. So... Yeah, that's one of my my first. I love that idea. I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if they would do it. I don't know if people would come out. Uh, Depending upon the timing, it might be too soon or too scary, but I love that idea. And this may not have been an attack on a huge crowd, uh, may not have been anything to do with the actual Chiefs or their championship. There are reports that it was a dispute that broke out, and it wasn't as though it was. So it wasn't someone who walked up with the intent of of shooting a bunch of people at a parade. It just, that's where the conflict happened, and someone pulled out a gun or someone or other people. So I, I don't know that for sure, but I'm not, I, I do, doesn't sound like at this point that it was an attack on the actual city or an attack on the people who were there to watch the parade. But I do love that idea of going back and doing it again and doing it in safety and doing it in celebration of those people who prevented it from being far worse. And honoring the people who were injured yes. and, and wounded because the psychological wounds will last much longer than oftentimes the physical wounds will. I just remember I have two boys who are 19 and 20. And when they were younger, when the tree of life happened in Pittsburgh, the shooting in Pittsburgh, my kids didn't want to go to Sunday school that Sunday. It was mm. the next day. There's security all around. And they had to go. They had to go because... They didn't want to, but my theory was if they don't go now, they're not going to go back. And we have to make them go and see that we, you still have to live and you still have to put yourself out there. And it will be okay. And now that my boys are older and they go to concerts and things, it's always on your mind what can happen. It doesn't matter what city we're in. Right. right. Um, I heard Jamel Hill today on MSNBC, and she said, Maybe this is the thing that will wake people up because football and guns and, you know, how many people follow football? And my comment, my thought as I heard her speak was, if Americans didn't wake up after Newtown, I'm not sure what will wake them up. And maybe this is the event to wake people up that we, we have an epidemic in this country. Okay, well, I think, that's a br- I think that's a broad stroke. I, Jeff, thank you so much for your phone call. I, I don't know about waking people up. I mean, I, everyone I know is attuned to what's happening and how these events continue to happen. So I, I'm not going to claim to have some blanket solution and, and how we wake people up. And I really care more about the people and the events and the impact at this point. Um, yeah, there's lots of theories about how to fix it. I, I don't know that that's possible because people are evil and there's always going to be evil. 
and just no way to actually fix it and to make it a perfect situation. But obviously, we want to keep trying um, in light of the fact that these types of things happen. How can we protect the people? How can we make these gatherings safer as much as possible? It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, the, the impact of Newtown is one that I'll never forget. And, and Jeff mentioned that. I actually lived in Connecticut at the time and was working at my previous network, which is located in Bristol, Connecticut, 20, mi- or 20 miles, 20 minutes um, from where that shooting happened. And so that's a day in my life that I'll never forget. Um, and yeah, there have been so many since then. Um, and it's, yeah, it's not something that we can avoid really anymore. I mean, he mentioned the Tree of Life shooting, and that happened at a Pittsburgh synagogue going back now uh, to the fall of 2018. Um, and I know, you know, people who, or have worked with people who are actually in some of the buildings, for instance, the, the Marjorie Douglas uh, High School. I know a young woman who was there as a high schooler was in the building when that shooting broke out and yeah it affects us because there have been so many in so many different places around the country it affects so many people just the impacts of it and the emotions of it I'm not sure that you or we could ever forget let's do another one here Steve is in Michigan welcome to after hours hi Amy how's it going it's okay uh, I want to I want to send prayers and thoughts out to the families of um, all the victims involved in this, you can say. Uh, I was listening to the law enforcement officer you had out recently, and I, I, I have to agree with him about some of the security that they have at, uh, at these sporting events. But when it comes to these parades, could it be possible to hold these parades inside the stadium where they could have tighter security get into the stadium? Yeah, there certainly is a possibility, except that then you limit, right? You limit the people who can be there. I think the idea of having them in an outdoor forum like this, in the case of the Chiefs at Union Station in downtown, is that more and more people can be a part of it, and you want to be able to celebrate with fans who can't afford tickets or can't get tickets and that type of thing. But I understand what you're saying. In order to, if this type of thing keeps happening, and we now had one with the Nuggets parade, now the Chiefs going back to, and it, it wasn't directly there, but at a parking lot near the Rangers World Series parade, if this keeps happening, you will have teams that say, we're going to limit the numbers um, we're, we're gonna do it so that we can control the the scene and the area a little bit more because this is now three in the in the span of a year now see I, I have another idea that that follows what what I was saying is could they hold a plane inside of a stadium and, and the way they could possibly do that is they can have these players on the field and they can have instead of a parade of the players it would be a parade of the fans where the fans would come through security checkpoint go out of the field go around through a maze and, and be able to see their uh their uh favorite players and whatnot because I, I i understand that a lot of these stadiums some of these stadiums only hold 35,000, 40,000 people, but you have stadiums that hold upwards of 100,000. Yeah, not in the NFL. They're all bigger than that, but. But if you had something on the field where, where the fans could come in and, and 
kind of an idea would be uh, like a viewing of, of a dignitary or something <laughs> like that where they, where they have people come through and, and pass by a casket. But yet you're doing this with the, with the players on the field, and they're set up, and you can come through and, 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 and wind through a maze on the field and see this. It's an interesting idea. I like that you're thinking outside the box. Thank you so much, Steve, in Michigan. Um, I think we heard most of what you're saying, just sometimes challenging when you're on a speakerphone. But I know a lot of people are driving at this hour. If you're waking up on your Thursday, well, good morning to you. Uh, we do not know a lot of details, new details from the shooting at the Chiefs Championship Parade. We do know that there were nearly a dozen children who were taken to the hospital for one reason or another, as young as six, up to 15. Uh, we know that there were essentially people stampeding to get out of the way as quickly as they could, and people were injured that way. At least one person has died, though there are reports that there's a second person and that the woman who is the DJ wasn't the gunshot victim that the police are referring to, so we don't have those details yet. Three men have been detained for questioning. At least one weapon has been found. And if you didn't hear or see uh, the account of the Good Samaritan, as he called himself, he and another man jumping on uh, a guy that appeared to be running away with a gun. Uh, you, can, you can hear from him next, as well as the, the TV station that was on the air as this was happening and was unfolding. And then we'll work in more of your calls. 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're going to work in a few more calls here. 855-212-4227. And then we'll pivot a little bit because it's a tale of two defensive coordinators coming out of the Super Bowl uh, to receiving very different Treatment, maybe a strong word, very different gestures uh, in the wake of the Chiefs winning and the Niners losing. And keeping in mind it was overtime, right? It was the tightest of games. 
Let's go back to our phones. John is in Massachusetts. John, welcome to After Hours. Yeah, hi. Um, uh, Amy, I, lo- I love listening to you. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm ba- I basically work uh, 24-7. Um, that sounds so I'm fun. calling out of Citroen, Massachusetts. But I just wanted to comment on what you were talking about before. And what I wanted to say was basically, you know, it's a real shame. I have a, a protection life and property uh, gun I have to carry on me. And anywhere I go with my son, my son always asks me, why are you putting your gun on your dad? And I have to explain to him what's going on. And what happened here at, at uh, Kansas City this, uh, is, is, is horrendous. And life shouldn't be like that. I know. It's true. How old is your son? My, my son is uh, 15 years old. Gosh. And, and does, he, uh, does he understand when you explain it to him? I, I yeah he yeah he he gets used to it. I bring him down the shooting range, and you know that's something I don't want to have to do. I I grew up um, you know uh, used going hunting and everything, and uh, when nine eleven happened, uh, I had a relative killed in that, and I was also at the uh, bombing at the uh, what do you call it uh, marathon. Were you there? And yeah, and as time went by, just see that people are getting angrier, and I don't understand it. I, I just don't understand the school shootings, what's going on with people. And so I went and applied for my, my gun permit. I had no problems getting that. I got a protection life and property, and I have it concealed. And I carry two guns. I have a Widowmaker, oh. and I have a thirty eight on me. Oh. And I carry that. My son sees that when we go out. And he never saw that before, but now right. he's gotten older. Now, you know, you go to the mall, I mean, you, you, you don't know what's going to happen. And it's not you, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean, you know, uh, something's going to happen. Well, that's um, true. It is true. And I know and the statistics would still say that the majority of time that we're out and we're about uh, that yeah. we're safe. But but then there's always that one time, uh, which right. is scary. And I'm just trying to figure out what happened. What went wrong? Right. Where, where do we become this kind of nation where we have to worry about where we're going, whether it be a supermarket, whether it be a mall, whether it be just down the store? You don't know what's going to happen. And I, I just don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't either, sir. And I appreciate your insight. And also the fact that you have a teenager that you have to talk about this with. Um, I know I have kiddos that I teach at my church on Sunday mornings, fourth and fifth graders. And you know, we sometimes walk the line. If they've heard about it, if they know about it, we'll talk about it. But, yeah, it's it's hard. You don't want to have to introduce little kids to this. And yet there was a child as young as six who was at this parade who was injured. Uh, let's talk to Lawrence, who's in Kansas. Welcome to After Hours. Good morning, Amy. Morning. Hey, uh, you know, I don't know how to say it. Um. I mean, we feel violated here. It's like this was a family event mm-hmm. and, and for the community. And now I live in the, the Kansas side. I don't live in Missouri. We're Kansas City, Missouri right. is, right. which is right on our state line. But uh, here in Kansas, we have open carry, and I carry. And, and I'm an airline pilot, so, I mean, I carry sometimes when I'm flying. Uh, I don't always, but I do. And, uh, you know, it's like, 
the, the thing that really puzzles me, I'm like, well, uh, the three suspects were taken into custody. And I'm like, why? Why didn't you just put them down? They're well, rabid well, animals. Okay, but we don't we don't know whether or not they were the ones responsible. So we can't advocate just randomly shooting people. Um, sometimes people are mistaken. Sometimes it's not what it looks like. So I appreciate that law enforcement is trying to do the right thing and to detain what is now three men and, and hope to question them. Um, and, yeah, if you didn't hear the man, his name, uh, Paul Contreras, and he tells a story of how he was part of tackling a guy who appeared to be running away from the scene with a gun. Again, don't know his name, don't know if he actually was part of it, but he tells KETV7 out of Omaha his experience. One guy was hollering and saying, you know, stop him, or catch him, you know, tackle him, whatever. And he's just, just bailing running. And out of nowhere, I heard that guy hollering, so I'm just like, okay, well, I'm right here. And I just, I didn't think about it. It was just a reaction. I didn't hesitate. It was just, just do it. So I went to go tackle him, and another gentleman did the same thing. And as I'm tackling him, I see his weapon either fall out of his hand or out of his sleeve, because he was wearing a long jacket or like a Carhartt. So when I seen that hit the ground, I'm like, oh, you know, we got to take this guy down. And so... Like I said, I did, and another good Samaritan did, and we held him down. And it seemed like forever, but it probably wasn't. It was like 30 seconds holding him down, and me and the other gentleman are hollering at ongoers, you know, where's the cops? Where's, you know, get the cops over here, get the cops over here. You know, we got them. His daughter, too, uh, also spoke to media, and she indicated that, as Paul said, that there appeared to be a weapon that fell off this guy or that he dropped in the fray. And so they were able to recover that. Again, do not know whether this man was part of it, whether the gun was part of it, only that he was fleeing and these two other pedestrians were able to corral him uh, and that the police did show up then and take him into custody. Yeah, there's all types of eyewitness accounts and firsthand accounts. And uh, the one that's touched me the most is the 15-year-old Gay Wallace, uh, who was interviewed by multiple people at the scene and tells the story of how he and his friend, both wearing Chris Jones jerseys, were separated in the mayhem and were looking for each other. And, of course, were emotional and scared and upset until they were reunited and Gabe says he was, I think he was in Union Station that we're using to kind of shelter people. And Andy Reid walked up to him and gave him a hug and comforted him, which was exactly what he needed. Uh, the kindness of Andy Reid when he could have been concerned just for himself and his wife. And instead, he was trying to support and encourage this young 15-year-old, which I just think is so touching. We'll do one more. Kevin is in Oregon. Kevin, welcome to After Hours. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I love your show. Congratulations on your marriage. Thank you. Um, I did uh, four tours in Iraq and Afghanistan as a trauma surgeon. And, you know, life is so fragile and so it precious. It and it just breaks my heart when I hear about these kinds of things. Because I think the people who perpetrate these crimes don't know. Don't know the harm that they cause, the hurt that they cause. And if somebody in their family... Had this happened to them, how they would feel about it. And it just it just kills me when I 
think about it because it brings me back to what I saw overseas, and I, I just can't stand it. Mm. And I appreciate letting people talk about it. Of course. Kevin, thank you for your service. I can only imagine, too, just um, as you point out, uh, the the trauma of it and going through it with a loved one, um, whether or not, you know, it's it's personal, it's a family member, it's a friend. Uh, but going through that, it's something that you don't ever forget. And when we're talking about children. There can be delayed trauma. We know that happens a lot with children. Uh, when it comes to repressed memories and not really understanding or being able to process what they've seen or what they've heard. And uh, a trauma surgeon who did four tours and what he's seen and then to have this type of thing happen in our own country at home. Gosh, that's a different type of of scary and a different type of kind of destroying and shattering the safety. And that's what I come back to with a lot of these things whether it's church or school or whether it's a concert or it's a victory parade, something along the lines where we're having fun and you're caught off guard because you just don't expect it as much as we're more trained now in this country to be aware of our surroundings and to be careful. um, This wasn't a a war zone like Kevin was talking about. This wasn't uh, being in another country where you're on guard all the time. These are families as as our pilot pointed out, families and people who are just there to celebrate sports. And it's supposed to be an escape and distraction and away from real life. And instead, um, rudely and tragically, we had real life injected into the scene. So if we have any other details, we'll pass them along uh, before the end of the show. You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio, and then our Facebook page too. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The voice of one Kevin Harlan on Westwood One as we talk a little bit about the news coming in the wake of the Super Bowl. And I don't mean the shooting at the Chiefs victory parade on Wednesday, though we will get back to that. It's just crazy. It was Valentine's Day and we spent all of our last show or most of our last show talking about why we love sports. And now it's this rude interjection uh, that catapults us right back into what we are trying to escape very often uh, with sports, and that's some of the tragedy of real life. But we know that sports features humans, and fans are humans, and players are humans. And um, he also had a altercation between a couple of players at an NBA game, uh, one of them getting arrested on Wednesday. And so humans will be humans, and, and sports are just a representation of kind of the greater macro of this real life that we talk about it's after hours with amy lawrence on cbs sports radio in the wake of the super bowl a tale of two defensive coordinators what did we hear about the chief's defense over the last two months especially it's the driving force it's a defense that's kind of grown up together spearheaded by the leadership of chris jones and steve spagnolo or spags as they call him And while he did have a turn as a head coach, this is his niche. The Chiefs have never been better, and they peaked in the postseason. I don't know if you realize this, but the Chiefs faced off against four of the six highest-scoring teams in the league during the regular season. And then in the postseason, as they have to encounter these teams, in the Ravens, of course, and the Bills, And the Dolphins, 
actually right now on NFL Network, they're running through the Chiefs' victories in a row on uh, their their kind of review. They, they will just continue to replay games as they head through the offseason. So they started with the Miami game, and now it's the game in Buffalo, right? Patrick Mahomes going on the road for the first time. Well, that defense all season long set the tone, even when the offense was leading the league in drops and was trying to integrate new people around Mahomes. Kelsey wasn't playing well. So, yeah, in the postseason, they face off against four of the top six scoring teams from the regular season in Miami and then Buffalo and then Baltimore of the AFC and the Niners in the NFC and yet give up fewer than 16 points per game. They had the, believe it or not, the Chiefs had the youngest defensive team in the NFL in terms of average age. But they were also sporting T-shirts that say, in Spags, we trust. So good for Steve Spagnolo getting a contract extension. Consistency is the key. Even as the Niners choose to make a change, and they fire Steve Wilkes. Now, Kyle Shanahan had already done his exit interviews on Tuesday, and he kind of dodged questions about the defensive coordinator spot and what would happen there. But he did do a phone interview with reporters to discuss the move that he made after the the exit interviews were done. There's a couple of things yesterday that um, wasn't ready to talk about yet because I wasn't sure which direction I was going to go. But I'm uh, sleeping on this for a few nights and I'm um, trying to make come up with a few tough decisions, but this morning I um, relieved Steve Wilkes of his duties. Um, Going to end up making a change here, defensive coordinator. And um, really tough decision because really um, says nothing about Steve as a man or as a football coach. I mean, he's exactly what we wanted as a man. Uh, he is a great football coach. Um, but just where we're going, where we're at with our team um, from a scheme standpoint and things like that, um, looking through it all throughout the year, through these last few days, um, I felt pretty strongly that this was a decision that was best for our organization. And even though it was one I didn't want to make. So Kyle Shanahan praising Steve Wilkes as a person. And you'll hear that throughout the NFL. Remember, he was the interim head coach last year with the Panthers. And a lot of the guys in that locker room wanted him to have the permanent head coaching job Instead, it was given to Frank Reich, who did not last the entire season. And now they're going in a different direction with, wait, don't tell me, Dave Canales, right? That's who got hired. Yeah, Dave Canales got hired off the staff of the Buccaneers. Uh, So Kyle makes a change. Now, here's the thing. There were some very high-profile losses in which the defense looked embarrassing, right? So remember against the Ravens toward the end of the regular season, final month of the regular season. Uh, And then... The Rams, though I wouldn't say that was a terrible defensive performance, only that they gave up, you know, the 21 points and their own offense couldn't match. Uh, The game against the Packers in which they fell behind and then the Lions, those were the two in which Wilkes and Shanahan were calling out the defense publicly. And Nick Bosa even said that was embarrassing. We were humiliated, Uh, but they were able to turn it around in each case. Now in the Super Bowl, it's, this is kind of crazy because the game goes into overtime. The defense is able to hold Kansas City to three points in the first half. Three points. Not to mention a fumble by Isaiah Pacheco, which was right there. On, it wasn't on the goal line, but it's pretty darn close. It was in the red zone. And a frustrated Travis Kelsey, who nearly knocks over his head coach, 
the only reason they end up with any points at all in the first half is because Kansas City is able to put together this this uh, 13 play drive right before the break but it's Mahomes who gets sacked by Eric Armstead and that way they have to settle for a field goal Kansas City goes over two in the red zone the quarterback is Patrick Mahomes is held to 123 yards in that first half that's the defense Obviously, Kansas City was able to score in the second half, primarily in that third quarter where they had the 10 points. But you remember how it happened. There was a muffed punt that turns into a touchdown. A muffed punt that put the Chiefs instantly on the 16-yard line. I mean, that's a lot to ask of a defense, especially when they just come off the field. Right? And Patrick Mahomes puts pressure on everyone. So I I don't love this move. Now, if it really isn't about what was happening in the Super Bowl and it's more about the way that the, the defense responded or performed late in the year when the pressure was on, they still made the Super Bowl, they still lost in overtime. Maybe it is just about philosophy and which way the defense should go. We know the defense wasn't nearly as good late in the season. It wasn't nearly as good against better opponents. But they limited the Chiefs for a good portion of the game. And Kyle Shanahan was right. It was a a field goal game in many respects until the end of the Miko Hardman walk-off. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Travis and Jason Kelsey doing their New Heights podcast on Wednesday, and they got into it about his altercation with Coach Reed. The broadcast showed you having a heated exchange with Coach Reed. <laughs> so heated. People are all over this. I mean, I get it. You cross the line. I think we can both agree on that. I can't get that fired up to the point where I'm bumping Coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. I mean, let's be honest. The, the yelling in his face, too, is over the top. I think there's better ways to handle this. I love Coach Reed. Coach Reed knows how much I'd love to play for him. I'm not playing for anybody else but Big Red. If he calls it quits this year, I'm, oh, I'm out there with him, man. He ain't calling it quits. Come on now. He's not. I immediately wish I would have took it back. Coach Reed actually came right up to me after that, and he just let him know. Hey, man, I love your passion. I got cameras on me all over the place, man. He's letting you know not, not to be like that. Just fired me up even more to go out there and get a f-ing victory for him, man. Big Red, sorry if I uh, caught you with that cheap shot, baby. But damn, I love winning with you. You got to have your head on a swivel because next time he gets fired up at you, he's coming hot at you. You know that. Oh, yeah, I deserve it. If he would have cold cocked me in the face right there, I would have just ate it and just been like, yeah, let's f-ing go. I'm not trying to make this situation Gosh. acceptable, but this is what happens when you have highly motivated, passionate individuals. This doesn't happen if you and Andy aren't as close as you are that's what nobody knows the reason this happens is because you two love each other so much and respect each other so much that you feel open enough to have an interaction like this it wasn't me mad at coach reed as as it looks it was the frustration of our team not having success turning the ball over and me being on the side just on not the sideline damn it it was pleading with your head coach to let you go out there and win this month that's what it was. Me and you both know what it was. Andy knows what you mean to him and what he means to you. From the New Heights podcast, Jason Kelsey calling out his younger bro, Travis. That's unacceptable. You can't do that. It's not allowed. And Travis apologizing, but also indicating, hey, Andy told me. There are a lot of cameras on me. Everybody's watching. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.